Oh, thank you for asking. Okay, uh-huh. so I just, mm-hmm. just bought some coffee from some old friends of mine who uh, own a roastery what? called Rose Park Roasters. Yes, dude. What? So like, yes, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. these guys were like, they were obsessed with coffee and they're like, we're going to start a roastery. And I was like, that sounds great. But right. also in a, you know, sure, I like crazy ideas. Why not? No. Maggie, Maggie, it's working for them. Whoa. It's working for them. They have several stores. They have several stores, and Maggie, their their coffee is the equivalent of like really good tea. Like oh. you know how really good tea has flavors. You're like, oh, I didn't think I would like drinking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the coffee is. What? It's like rose sometimes, <gasps> and like lavender. The flavor in coffee, it sounds, oh. it's amazing, Maggie. I will absolutely buy some of that coffee. I assume they do they sell online because. They do. It's very expensive, but I think like mm. for a treat, it's mm-hmm. like treat coffee. Cool. And I also love these guys, so I buy it once in a while. Right. Rose Park Roasters for all the all the podcasteteers who would like to patron my friends. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, that's a good dudes. free advertisement, but also great cause. So like <laughs> they earned it. They earned, they earned it because the coffee is quite good. That's great. I love uh, flowered flavor things in yeah. uh, in bake. Oh, it's great. I yeah. have. Uh, there's these lavender cookie, lavender shortbread cookies that are in my refrigerator <sighs> right now. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh, I need to give yeah. you an address to to drop those off at curbside <laughs> for old AG. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> I absolutely will. You don't need to Venmo me. I'll just I'll drop them off. No, no, you don't have to do that. That's very sweet. What are you drinking? What's that? What's that blue cylinder full of goo? My blue goo cylinder. (laughs) From from a distance, it does kind of look like the blue Bonta milk from uh, Galaxy's Edge, doesn't it? It does. Yes. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, A little bit. So for our our coffee process in uh, in this uh, in this time has been at night. We'll make a double strength uh, French press. Um, put it into oh. uh, like little mason jars. Uh, they get cold overnight, so in the morning yeah. you got cold brew. You put it in a cup. You add some water. There you go. I know. Wow, that's now that's industrious. It's pretty. Right it's industrious. Like yeah, it is, and I admire that. Anytime you hear liquid in mason jar, though, your eyebrows <laughs> got to go up just a little bit. I haven't seen your sweet face in too long. It's been it's so been, long. <laughs> it's been so long. The audience doesn't know. No. Doesn't appreciate the experience of Maggie uh, as a human being. Like she's <laughs> right now, she's just placing uh, clothespins on her face, just because yeah. that's the kind of thing she might do. They're everywhere. <laughs> it's a real pinhead operation <laughs> we're doing here now. Thank you. Yeah, really enjoying mm-hmm. that. So the audience also deserves to hear the conversation we had before we started. Yes. Which was, I I told you, and this is true, Mm -hmm. I really feel like you're underappreciated for your headgear, for hats and headgear. I feel like you're underappreciated. And then you you. launched into a thing. Please remind them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, the reason... I I am happy that you brought up my hats because I love hats and I've always worn hats. And what Mm -hmm. I shared with you is that growing up, uh, I did a lot of, I did a a lot of, uh, 
putting a plain dress up with a very, very elaborate, elaborate hat. Helped on by my mother, who, you know, saw me as a small child, to, a small sure. doll to, you know, put outfits sure. onto. Um, but yeah, so just a, a lot of huge hats, a lot of long dresses, and uh, a lot of fake fake cigarette holders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing I normally so a give a doll. Hollywood inspired. Right, right. Um, you know, at a young age, I, I really thought I was going to grow up to be Cindy Crawford, you know, yelling my head sure. off. Uh, sure, sure. In black and white films, which I still thought were a thing at the time. So it's so. a it's a real amalgam of different influences. It's it's a real smashing yeah. together of maybe <laughs> '90s jeans plus '40s headgear plus uh, just inanimate mm-hmm. dolls. That's the, you know that's the past. What are you gonna do? It was when you're what are you gonna do when you're a kid? You don't have the tools to you know to dissect what people tell you to wear. You kind of just put it on and think that it's normal until. Right. You realize later it's not. You get about 10 good years of corrupting a child's sensibilities when you're a parent. Uh, you get about 10, 10 real good yeah. years to, to make them into real weirdos. That's what you want to do. <laughs> I think they succeeded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If only they could see you now placing clothespins on your chin for amusement. Well, they could see that. Oh, my my mom religiously listens and watches everything that I do oh, wow. and reads my Twitter feed. So. Oh, wow. Hi, mom. What are we going to do yeah. about this about this uh this fuck playlist then because I'm concerned about oh, the Here's a th- uh, long ago and my mother knows this is that I just I don't put her I can't I can't factor her into any right. <laughs> any of my comedy, right. any of my public persona. That's fair. Um because you know the the world deserves unfiltered Maggie and I <laughs> Maggie minus mom equals world deserves Maggie minus mom. <laughs> I love you, mom. I know she'll. <laughs> That's very sweet. I do. I also love you, love Ms. Fish. Uh, you've raised you've Aww. raised quite a wonderful lady, uh, <laughs> and and what a fun person. Uh, uh, yeah, Denise Ganser, my mother, does not. Uh, does not ever Aww, chance upon my podcast. Does not ever. No, she. That's nice. She does know your name now. In a though. way that's like, oh, does she? Now Aww. she does. Yeah. Denise, I don't. I've never met Denise. You have you met my? You no. haven't. You haven't met my parents. You've met some of my college buddies. Yes, I did. The yes, mm-hmm. nobody from Cracked ever met mm-hmm. my parents. Uh, and there are reasons uh, that I'm sure will emerge as this podcast mm. goes. In part, I th- I, th- I felt both parties would not benefit from that exchange. I didn't ah, think either party would benefit yes. from that. <laughs> I really didn't think so. Uh, I just didn't Aww. see how anybody won from that scenario. <laughs> that's 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 good foresight, you know. Yeah. Well, I I got I heard this probably about eight times from different people, like Cody for sure, and Dan once or twice. I really want to meet your parents, mm. as though like that will explain. The way I am, and I'm like, <laughs> Explain it won't. Something. I'm yeah. telling you right now, the mystery will deepen. You won't understand. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. I feel like, for the most part, that is. I feel like when people meet my parents, it helps. Mm. When people meet my best friend Molly growing up, that really helps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Actually, Molly, Molly – so when I was a senior at Northwestern, Molly uh, – also got into Northwestern. It was a freshman. Oh, wow. So her, yeah, her and I had a wonderful year of college together. Um, so all of my college buddies met her and all of us, all of them said that I make much more sense as a person Post Molly. next to the person that I yeah. grew up. Yes. In the, yes. In the Molly era. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I'll have yep. to meet this person and see if I agree with that. Because that's. You'll have to. It was, yeah. it yeah, it's like the prequel is what is. Uh, <laughs> but it you know, was a like good a prequel, prequel to the. Yeah. It was a good yeah, yeah. prequel. No Jar Jar's uh, in this in this showcase. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you think of yourself as a Jar Jar, all anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know. Hey, I'm not saying no to that. <laughs> I just recently watched that again, uh, and. Uh, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. that anybody thought Jar Jar was a good idea. Like I just, it's, it's so unbelievable. It's like, how did that happen? Uh, it, yeah. It's impossible. Um, so, hey, do you yeah. mind if I do? You just watch them. Yes. Oh no, please, please. What were you saying? Oh no. Well, I was all. Well, one, I was. All, I also had the same instinct that we should probably start talking about our our stuff. But I was going to say that we also recently rewatched the prequels. Did you? Uh, and all yeah. of the films. I. And the director commentaries oh, wow. for the new film. Epic. So I'm just I'm steeped in uh, yeah, Star Wars. You are you are humming in, in a galaxy a long time ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, uh, I, but that, uh, that's all I have to add. Okay. Well, we'll just know that as the backdrop to our conversation mm-hmm. today. Uh, on, on, which on we need. Bar. Yeah, we needed it. Uh, so Maggie, maybe you could tell me just, uh, yes. how, how have things the last couple of weeks been? I feel like everyone wants to know how is, how is Maggie holding up under the quarantine? Uh, for the most part, great, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of this, and I, and I've talked to other people who feel similarly, parts of the quarantine do for me recall like being in middle school, uh, oh. like having a lot of free time uh, creatively, I feel very, like, nervous just having time away from, like, the business side of everything. Absolutely. Um, yeah, has been great. And, like, uh, I've had, like, a lot, you know, personal creative breakthroughs on uh, projects that I've, you know, been working on for a while. So that's all great. Uh, being with Will is great. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, they're, you know, but they're just like this morning was rough though. Yeah. Uh, cause we're, we're, you know, we're still, you know, shooting and writing and everything for, um, the channel. Uh, and just today, cause we were working on a subject that was more annoying than anything. It was like a subject that's annoying. That is like annoyingly relevant. Mm. Uh, so, mm. you know, which is kind of a downer because, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can only carry, you can only comment on dark things for so long before it stains you a little bit. Right. And I, and I also, yeah. to put, you know, to put it on me, like, I didn't do a good enough job of, like, like making the script, uh, you know, light in enough areas. Um, especially because we break it up like two camera and then VO. So the things that, you know, I put on the two camera were a lot of like heavy analytical stuff. And like halfway through, I was just starting to be like, oh man. Like you weren't nailing your lines or what, or you were just. No, 
just like I was nailing that, but it's just a ho- like it, you know, it being a very cynical movie. We're covering a mm-hmm. covering a very cynical director. Spoiler alert: We're covering Zack Snyder. Oh, so baby, yeah, oh. baby. Oh. Um, and just like comparing, you know, the George Romero Dawn of the Dead to his Dawn of the Dead, which. Spoiler alert, oddly places it an, on Islam is like, <laughs> why? Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In the height of like Islamophobia after, you know, the whole 9-11, like Iraqi invasion, like, <sighs> yeah. and like him like arguing against Romero's like, you know, no, people like should work together. And it kind of being this bloodbath of like, no, people are inherently bad and uh and like this kind of nihilism that's like hard to cover hard to make light but yeah. important to cover Absolutely. because it but it, it you know so anyway so so all to say so you've you've kind of uh and and just so the audience knows uh it's my mm-hmm. responsibility to to bring uh bring this this ruthless honesty to myself and to Maggie. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. one of my qualities. Maggie knows this. So, you've kind yeah. of you've kind of been vague about what exactly the problem was. Is it that the material like you did you collapse into a into an argument? Is that what happened or what? <laughs> no, I more just started crying. I was like, uh, you know, saying these like cynical jokes over covering a cynical movie while yeah. trying not to be cynical because I don't actually think that's very helpful in the long run, but also because I particularly cherry-picked the parts of the script that were, you know, cynical, whereas once we're done with it, it's going to be great and funny and, you know, and poignant and light, but just right. the things that I picked to, to cover today on camera were just, like, hard, and then, yeah, I just started crying. Like, I, yeah, I wow. just started feeling sad. <laughs> and you, yeah, so man. it's, that's tough, man. Because we pay mm-hmm. a secret toll to be in a headspace that's uh, critical mm-hmm. or cynical. Like you pay a toll yeah. for that. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. And did, were mm-hmm. you aware that it was coming? Did you, or did it take you by surprise? A little bit. I uh, last night I, I took the I took a look at the script again, um, and I felt really good about it. And I still feel really good about it. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. It's called Into the Snyderverse, yeah. and we're covering sure. a lot of different aspects, so sure. it'll be great. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I think also when I when I perform, I I do take it very seriously. And I take it like a performance. So. Um, you know, like nailing jokes and and nailing the yeah. way that I'm speaking about something. Uh, but part of that is in performances. You know, doing it again and and from the beginning again. Uh, not that we do a lot of takes, but I think just that that repetition. Um, you mm-hmm. know, in that headspace can get you can lose like your doing, mind. You know, yeah, or you know, just doing like a dramatic monologue or something. Like the same thing will happen where you know I'm in the headspace, so I'm performing it from that point of view. And then after a couple times, it's like I am actually crying because I actually do yeah. feel those feelings that I'm trying to invoke. So, and that's what uh, acting is. I mean, that's what acting yeah, is, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, people don't people don't understand actors never. They don't conjure feel. They don't imitate feelings. Bad actors mm-hmm. imitate feelings. Great actors mm-hmm. feel feelings, which means yeah. uh, that's that's why Heath Ledger uh, went through everything he went through as the Joker. That's like that's mm-hmm. why yeah. you hear the story of method acting mm-hmm. 
costing actor stuff. Uh, yeah. So Maggie's and like there's, Maggie's suffering yeah. for these jokes. <laughs> I'm suffering for the art. <laughs> but I mean, which is like true, but also I love doing it, and that is why I love yeah, acting yeah. because it is so exhaustive, right. and you know it it comes with the territory, and so you know. So yeah. worthy uh, sacrifice. Overall, doing great. Today yeah. was rough, but also I think uh, it's going to be a great video. So all in the service is something that I'm very excited for. I can't wait to watch. So, I'm very excited yay. to see it. What about what about you, Adam? Oh, how how have you been? I last sprung into tears. Uh, not this <laughs> very week. Uh, actually, no, mm. I didn't. But uh, so this <laughs> week I I moved. Uh, That's right. Which was yes. uh, in this time a very uh, uh, it was fine, but it was a very it, it, it just added a lot mm-hmm. of stress and work to get it because I'm doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. So like uh, and I had to hire movers. Right. So because you because I hired mm-hmm. movers. Um, I was just sort of more aware of all the disease stuff. And that's in part yeah. because because they're literally a foreign person stepping into your space after months of being mm-hmm. quarantined. Um, they were yeah, very yeah. nice and very professional and did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. But you're just sort of thinking about it all day. Right, you know? yeah. And yeah. Uh, I spent like a full five hours maybe just like spraying everything I owned down with Lysol. Uh, oh. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did it. Yeah, yeah. And not because mm-hmm. I... Not because I'm judging the guys. It's just like, look, you know, you have to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I haven't moved this body that way in like uh, years. This whole body has not done all yeah. the things I made it do <laughs> in like quite some nice. time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was mm-hmm. I was sore and everything. But uh, this mm-hmm. this is my favorite apartment I've lived in. And I think Ooh. four years, I think four or five years, <gasps> maybe longer. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. You saw my place in That's Culver. Cool. I think this place is mm-hmm. a little better. Uh, the photos that you sent me are, I think, well, we chatted about this yeah, off screen, offline. behind the screen, right. uh, offline. Uh, Adam sent me photos, and the straight lines are just beautiful. Yeah. Everything's yeah. like bright and clean. Uh, it's it's lovely and gorgeous. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why uh, I, I enjoy this friendship because you picked up on a thing that I'm like, oh yeah, that's true, and I've never articulated it, which is like st- straight lines. Like I'm very, I'm very passionate about that. Uh, mm-hmm. For evidence, go back and watch Rom.com. <laughs> have you ever seen that show Rom.com? I did for Cracked. Yes, I have. It is Ooh, only straight look. lines. <laughs> it is only straight yes. lines. It's like it's. <laughs> Uh, not in terms of quality, but in terms of visuals, it's like right. Wes Anderson meets a Kubrick film. Like it's very, Damn. yeah, it's like everything is like very rigid and structured. Uh, I will literally rewatch that. it today. I have nothing else going on, and I love stri- I, I love straight lines. Do I and have? I, I, what yeah. the fuck? What I got going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. You and I have that in common. I think I, I when I, I don't direct often, but whenever I do, I find myself trying to articulate straighter or closer people don't believe mm. how close i want the camera when i tell them oh i get close. it you like yeah. you like that you like that warping intimacy thing that's in as a yes, human being yeah, you like yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you would love an inuritu film you could make the shit out of an inuritu film Ooh. Uh, yeah birdman he mm-hmm. did birdman and mm-hmm. the revenant yes yep yeah 
I like it. I like yeah. it. I feel like it uh, impedes your personal space in a way that I like. That's like, <laughs> but you're not you're not like a touchy person. Like in like in general, not you're not like a touchy really. person. No, most people. No. Yeah. those things go together. Hmm. So that's interesting. Like visually, you want to get in there, but you're not like a right. You know, because I'm. I have more... a lot of friends that don't like to be touched. Oh, so maybe you've learned it. That's maybe yeah. You've it. Like my best, I think I've told you my, my best friend Hannah. Uh, she's like yeah. a no, no hugger, no touching. Yeah, Same yeah. as Dan O'Brien. No, yes. no hugging, no touching. Yes. Well, um, just which... so everybody knows that that was a temporary thing he was doing. It's not a permanent thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, for for Hannah, it's permanent. But I right. I get it. There are people like that where you know, touch means something else than it means you yeah. know to me. So sure. of course, mm-hmm. and you got to respect mm-hmm. that. Uh, however, I was given a giant bear body, and therefore, uh, <laughs> to not use it for hugs, mm-hmm. Maggie is uh, is crime. It's really an abomination, is what it is. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can see. I the agree problem. with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yes, we've signed a we've signed a contract. Mm-hmm. All right. Because they're big uh, old teddy bears. <laughs> you know what? When I was like eighteen, I used to have people that came mm-hmm. up and they would hit me. Like in, like in a friendly way, you know, I'm putting friendly uh, in quotes, uh, because right. they just think, oh, he's like 6'3", 230, uh, which is what I weighed then. And yeah. uh, he can't feel pain the same way the rest of us can because he's just a gigantic <laughs> human. That was not true. Oh, uh, oh no. <laughs> it happened all yeah, the time. Just like, uh, what's up, buddy? Bah! You know, like getting body gloved and shit. Yeah. Right. I'm glad you think... <laughs> See, you can never imagine that happening to you. Like, this is why also, <laughs> this is one more big uh, complaint. Just one more, because you're going to like this. Great. I can't turn a corner. I cannot turn a corner without bumping into and frightening a woman someplace. <laughs> if I turn a corner in a business, if I go to any office I really believe that. and turn a corner, it's, it, uh-huh. it's, it's inevitable. No matter how gently I take that corner, there will be a small woman <laughs> on the other side of it just, oh, like... <laughs> Like, like the mountain came down to collect her every single time. I truly believe that because I have been that woman. Maybe not specifically for you, but just turning yeah. corners and see anything that's taller than me just being an utter surprise. Also because I'm daydreaming, right. so that's like a right. whole other thing. But <laughs> Also, my mind has flown the coop to some other heavenly just blow, realm. Just flown the coop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> For all for all small women everywhere, you know. Yeah, we said that's yeah. right. This is this is the mm-hmm. peace the peace treaty between our two peoples. Yes, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, let's should we jump into mm-hmm. today's topic? What do you think? Let's jump in. I forget who goes first. Do you it's remember? Said, it's you, I believe, uh, because I went right. first last time. But yes. for the audience, yes. I just want to say thank mm-hmm. you to all of you who weighed in. I, I think it was uh, yes. over a hundred people. Um, wow. who selected this topic and I just want you to know this was a great topic it was we liked it a lot uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we will continue to provide the opportunity for people to select the topics which we'll discuss at the end but the topic mm-hmm. they picked was <laughs> show me your badly aging high school film uh, mm-hmm. and Maggie <laughs> we have two we have two films there are real films here uh, Maggie are, would you like to share yours films. first and- <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, they're really movies. I do movies. want to heads up and say they're really movies. Uh, do they make the perfect double feature? Mm. 
maybe. Kind of think maybe they do. Who can say? They might, yeah. Who can say? So I picked the wonderful gem, uh, the 2005? Yes. 2005 House of Wax, uh, starring the wonderful Chad Michael Murray. Uh, this other girl who was in other stuff that I don't remember her name. Elisha, Elisha Cuthbert Hilton. is the name of that actress. Yes. Yeah. Elisha Cuthbert? She's probably the most famous person in the movie. Elisha Cuthbert. Yeah, I think so. She was, in, um, she was in a couple of movies around that time. She was in like four or five big movies around mm-hmm. that time. That's right. Uh, to me, the biggest star is Chad Michael Murray because uh, – one tree hill, but that's a whole other. Okay. That's a whole other I mean, podcast. The truth is, neither of them are the most famous person because the most <laughs> yes. famous person you haven't named uh, yet. Paris Hilton. Uh, yeah, can, a foghorn somewhere needs to go off every time we mention her name. Meow. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Paris Hilton. In uh, her famed death scene, which was part of the reason that we she was signed oh, on, was boy. to 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 kill her on oh, screen. Oh boy. Uh, I have a yeah. lot to say about old Paris. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, a bunch of other people, none of whom are actors I'd seen in anything else that I could remember. Could you? Right. Uh, the, I, again, forgetting the name, the person who is dating Paris Hilton was on a very popular Nickelodeon show. Uh, okay. Cousin Skeeter. Which is, I, 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 it's like you're speaking gobbledygook to me. Once we get past, I know, you I can't know. you can't do that on television. Adam Adam really bows out. Does Does anyone? I this is for the audience. Cousin Skeeter. It was like I think that was what it was him playing against a puppet, basically. Um, Wait, but it wasn't it wasn't related to the Doug cartoon, right? To Doug because didn't they no, have didn't they have a cousin Skeeter on that? They did. So maybe yeah. I'm mixing up the names. Okay. Anyways, the show wasn't. Great. <laughs> All to say, House of Wax. House what of Wax. House of Wax. Wow. I guess should I explain to me what this type of film kind of represents well, for first, me? First explain what it is for the audience in case they haven't seen it. Great. Yeah. Okay, so House of Wax uh, is a remake, technically, yeah. of the original House of Wax um, starring, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, you're you're going to look to me like I would know that? I definitely don't know that. Uh, oh, really? Oh, you'll know as soon as I say the name. Um, it's a 1930s uh, film. It's uh, 1933 Mystery of the Wax Museum House. Or No, there's no house. I just added it to it. Uh, it's a, it's by Michael Curtis. It stars uh, Lionel Atwill, Faye Ray, Glenda Farrell, and Frank McHugh. Any of those names are the one you're looking for? Um, I thought it was Vincent Price. Is I don't he not believe in House so. Of Wax? No, no, not the. Well, he's not in the museum, the Mystery of the Wax Museum right. movie that this is actually based on. Right, he's in a different House of Wax movie. Okay, that is which the, is crazy that there's this many. Which is crazy. Wax seems to be a very popular it's creepy. Uh, horror genre convention. It's, it's very creepy. It melts disgustingly, which we'll oh, get yeah. into. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, so basically, the, the broad plot is, you know, a bunch of rambunctious teenagers on their way to a football game yeah. uh, get sidetracked by a small town that is seemingly deserted with a couple of creepy inhabitants. Briefly, um, they get sidetracked by traffic cones. These are yes, these are not by traffic cones. These are not thoughtful rambunctious uh, college students. 
No, 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 no. Yeah. No, not whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so uh, they basically get pulled into this town where they discover a an old wax museum yeah. that uh, has been mysteriously started by a set of twins, <laughs> which is a motif in the film yeah. that is both like just intriguing and kind of impressive that they just like ha- like you know even thought of a theme to stick with really how the, like this um, is a cracked article waiting to happen just like how did these guys run this town <laughs> yes. how did they acquire the assets <laughs> for it what like how is it uh, running elect- electrically what the fuck yeah food i you yeah. know i don't how are they know doing and any apparently of that? how are they doing any of that uh, so, you know, all to say, it's kind of like, who's the bad twin? Is it the one who owns the wax museum? Or is it <laughs> the kid who's making the wax statues? Right. Uh, which they go up against, um, you know, Chad Michael Murray and the, uh, and the girl who also play twins. Um, I know. This idea. Two sets yes. of twins. My Two God. sets of twins. It's twin um, off. It's a twin battle. It's a twin off. It's a twin battle, which is odd because actually the basis of this is kind of just an extension of the slasher horror gross genre that was very popular at the time uh, in the mid 2000s, uh, right. especially marketed towards high schoolers. Hence, you get a remake of House of Wax starring a kid from One Tree Hill, uh, starring Paris Hilton, who gets no brutally kidding. murdered yeah, during does. the film. It's over the top. Some of it comes off as fun, like gross horror satire. Some of it is has there's like a little bit of humor going on. Um, but it's all disguised in a gross layer of dis disgusting horror imagery. Yeah, it's it's all gross. Uh it's a very it's gross movie and it's not Yeah, it's not saw gross. Like it's not torture gross. No. It's just like It's like it's looking like at someone's shit gross. gross. Yeah. yeah, there's it, yeah. a couple examples when they drive into there's like a pit full of dead deer and supposedly human bodies and she yeah. just falls into it. She's like, right. Oh, covered in, you know. Right, yeah. Blah! Gross. And like later, you know, they chop off one of her fingers and it's like Blah! That was crazy. You know? Yeah. That was crazy. I couldn't yeah. believe they cut off the lead female's finger. That was a really bold yeah. move, I thought. I was like, whoa, yeah. they're gonna do that? Oh my god. Oh my god! And when they they like super glue her mouth shut and yeah, then that she dark. pries it open, yeah, that was dark. There's yeah, there's some dark there's stuff, some and also shit. some of fun, some like sex jokes, you know. For I the mean, uh, well, I, again, you just let me know when it's the Paris Hilton section because that's when we'll talk about all the sex stuff because that's where it all belongs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, is now the time? Is now yeah. at Paris Hilton? Okay, am I, am I allowed to I comment? Well, first I'll say, I the the reason that I, I picked this movie um, yeah. is for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, um, I I think I've always been interested in cinema, if that is it's not very apparent. Um, so during this time, I was really getting into uh, 
basically any Oscar bait movie. I think this was the time I was like, okay, like what is the anatomy of an Oscar movie? Okay. Why why does the Oscar pick these movies? Um, so it was during a time where I was just watching, you know, beginning to end every Oscar winning movie, you know, in within a 10, 10 year time period. Okay. Um simultaneously Everyone in my high school and all of my friends, the only type of film that they would agree to see in any sort of outing was a disgusting horror slasher flick, uh, whatever came out that week. Why do you, why do you think they latched onto that genre so, uh, so uniformly? Yeah, I, I do think that – well, I think historically the like horror slasher – always has been marketed to a younger audience. There's something oh, sure. like fun yeah. and rebellious about it. Um, but especially during that time, uh, it was during the height of the Saw era and coming off of that, yeah. the Hostel series. These yep. actually disturbing, disgusting uh, Hills of Eyes uh, yep. <laughs> is another one that um, are so viscerally gross um also kind of like a strange response to like 9-11 like emotionally we're just not dealing with it so everything is just you know kind of mangled and horrific yeah. uh it's also kind of mean it's kind of, it's kind of it's a mean, mean branch of cinema yes yeah, it's yeah. a mean branch of cinema. Um, so there, there are definitely the more hardcore, like I said, Hills of Eyes. I remember renting that with my friend Catherine, who the only thing she would watch is horror. We rented it. We got popsicles, and we both could not finish our popsicles because of how <laughs> disgusting the movie was. What kind of popsicle are we talking about here? Were they? Uh, I think I got one of those strawberry shortcake, you know, like from one of the giant freezers from the okay. uh, the video rental place. So pretty epic popsicle. Pretty epic popsicle. Yeah. Couldn't finish it. <laughs> Too disgusting. Um but also I mean, yeah, there's also something about it. A lot of it, a lot of these films are sexually charged and oh, when yeah. you're I think yeah, especially when you're a young woman like, you know, dabbling into your sexuality. Seeing it depicted anywhere is intriguing. Sure, like sure. all gamuts. Sure. So, you know, even from like, you know, rom-coms to horror, you're kind of intrigued by all of it. Um, uh, so I think that was a large part of it. Also, at that time was when people started dating. So horror movies are the excuse to like, you know, yeah, hold hands and get weird. <laughs> uh, if you need one. Hold hands and get if weird. you need one, a horror, a horror movie is like a... It's like a a, a a river sticks fairy right into the underworld of yes. sex. Oh, just absolutely. hop right in, my friends. Hop right in. Yeah, which I think is actually a, a probably the biggest part of why all of my friend groups kept picking these disgusting horror movies that were marketed towards us. Sure. Um, just they were going to Bone Town after. They were going to Bone Town, and no one was dating me. So to me, oh. it was just like I would have to sit through this disgusting movie. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, afterwards they would make out and then be like, all right, I guess I'm going home and watching, <laughs> uh, The Reader because I'm working my way through Oscar movies and, uh, <laughs> which is honestly just as bleak as the terrible yeah. horror movie that I just saw I'm gonna just go in home. a different way. I'm going to go home and watch Kramer versus Kramer. I hope it'll yeah. lift my spirits. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, uh. I mean, <laughs> It was a weird time. But all to say, 
House of Wax was a movie that was clearly uh, not as bad as Hostel. Mm -mm. It had light, funny moments. There was actual fun sex in it. There was fun sex jokes. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. For the time, it was definitely one that I enjoyed far more than the others that were a lot more mean-spirited. Yeah. Um, but I still wanted to pick this because I do think it was emblematic of the type of horror film that was, uh, rampant at the time. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like the genre, the go-to genre for my day and age. So, uh, so as a, as a beacon of your burgeoning sexuality, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. tell me how Mm -hmm. this movie, tell me how this movie has let you down. (laughs) Or, or how it has, how have you grown distant from it, Maggie? Man, this movie was weird. This movie was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the sex stuff was like, uh, it's it seemed like on par for the time. Not as fun as like One Tree Hill or definitely not. You know. Definitely not. Not as fun as any of the other stuff that we would use to, you know, like... To rouse the engines? To, to rouse the <laughs> to engines. To initiate um, procreation sequence. To initiate. <laughs> um, but also, I felt like this movie, at the time and even now, like, the way it views sex yeah. was more of a joke than actual, like... Did that come across oh, to you? Oh my God, Maggie! Absolutely, and here's why. Yeah. Here's why. Uh huh. It is Paris Hilton's part in this movie is literally to recreate her sex tape. Yes. Everything yeah. about it, the way yeah. they filmed it, the way like they uh-huh. filmed it through a video camera that does not matter except to see her have sex. The the, yeah. the video camera yeah. plays no part in the story. It's literally mm-hmm. just there to watch her the same way that her sex tape was. And yeah, then she, they don't even do any horror scares with it. Exactly. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, so literally she just reenacts the sex tape and then disappears uh-huh. for half the movie and yeah. then comes back and dies giving a blowjob. Like dies giving, yeah. like dies in a, in an oral sex position. Because it's through the, yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's the meanest version of a part I've ever seen. Now, the funny thing is, Maggie, whenever mm-hmm. I've told my friends this, they're like, nobody has mm-hmm. sympathy for Paris Hilton. <laughs> nobody <gasps> has sympathy for her at all. Okay. I will say, as I was watching it this time, I laughed at all of her lines. Oh, they're horrible. And, yeah. And yeah, but almost with her, part of me does think that she isn't on the joke. Oh, so, she's she's dumb like a fox. Yes. She's dumb like a yes, fox. Yeah, Paris Hilton yeah, knows yeah, what she's yeah. doing. Yeah. She does like, yeah. So like her getting, you know, her recreating the sex tape, getting killed in that matter, like playing the shit out of that type of like friend who just like. <laughs> well, uh, I, I couldn't figure out what type she was. Is it is she playing like the, the, I, I'm going to use this word, but the sluttier mm-hmm. sort of like encouraging friend. Is yeah, that the is yeah. that the thing? It's the like, yeah. hey man, I'm doing it. You should do it too. Yeah, the like the one who's actually having fun in real life. They're they are the ones having fun, you know, sure. instead of sure, being sure. the responsible girl. Right. Um Yeah, basically just the foil to the girl who's like serious about her future. 
kind right. of well, vibe. Well, it's hard to say if Elisha Cuthbert is serious about her future exactly, but that's the types that yeah. we see in movies for sure. Mm-hmm. We see those types of movies. I, I I thought it was incredible that you picked this movie. Just absolutely incredible, Maggie. Really? Yes. I'm so ready to hear your thoughts because oh, okay. to me, it, this is just like, you know, it's the movie that my, my friend group would put on a lot in the background. Sure. Um, you know, and it was a, it was a huge staple uh, in my high school time. It's, so. it's horrible. It's a horrible movie. Yeah, uh, it's a horrible movie. And it's horrible in the sense that there's just nothing to care about. Uh, yes. But it is mm-hmm. kind of, it's also like badly written, uh, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's badly written in a way that's fun. Like, for instance, the boyfriend... Mm-hmm. In this movie, gets gets killed in a very creative, fun way, very early, which mm-hmm. is not what you would expect. Like basically, that's right. Yes, the deaths they, are fun. The deaths are fun, and they're also mm-hmm. not what you expect. And by the end, mm-hmm. it's not totally clear that anybody's going to live. It's not totally yeah. clear that anybody's going to live, yeah. and, and that's yeah. pretty good for a horror film. So it it does have mm-hmm. that going for it. To me, I just I latched immediately onto Paris Hilton. Like I just latched right onto her when I saw this movie, and I because it because she was the thing in that time. Like that's yes. what makes it so dated. Yes, but yes. nobody even remembers her after Obama was elected. Like she just disappeared yeah. from the universe. Now I know she's making money. I know she's mm-hmm. doing the perfume line, and she's made her money and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a period of time where Paris Hilton was just all over everywhere, and everyone had the same opinion about her, which mm-hmm. was like uh, essentially that she was a there was a fraudness to her, and she was like a rich mm-hmm. kid, right? Those those are the yeah. things. And this movie, it's so funny to watch her in it doing her, doing her sex tape again mm-hmm. because. Uh, <laughs> Because that's the you asked exactly the question I ask now at this age, which is like, did she know? Does she know she's being right, like, yeah. is this is this dumb like a fox? And I have settled on yes, it is. Like mm-hmm. she knows what she's doing, and it's smart in that way. Yeah. Well, I also think I do remember the marketing at the time. Part of the marketing push was one that it was slightly satirical or at least a little campy. I do remember that being a draw. And also I think what made it stand out from all the hostels and like, you know, the other things that were coming out at the time. Uh, So that I do appreciate that I appreciate about it. Uh, But the also the biggest draw was that like you are going to watch this movie because you get to see Paris Hilton like get killed. Right. Like that. She was the draw of of it. Clearly. Yeah. She's clearly And to specifically watch her die because like that's fun because right. we make fun of her right we want to see her fucking get you know she's uh, which is weird <laughs> it's not weird it's exactly why tmz exists like she is the ultimate she was the first true, yeah. ultimate mm-hmm. reality tv show star that's yeah. shameless mm-hmm. enough that like sure you want to see me get killed here's a movie where i do that uh right, you want to yeah. you want to see me naked here's the <laughs> thing where that happens like whatever you know uh yeah. and there's something very uh you know, there's a there's a sort of cultural wish fulfillment about Paris Hilton, uh, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. movie is a part of that, and that's what really dates it for me. Is like, oh my god, we yeah. used to care so much about this woman, <laughs> uh, and I just uh-huh. don't now. Uh, and yeah. you know, that's a warning a warning tale to the Kardashians and their and their <laughs> and the Jenners, and it is. 
it house is, of wax house of wax needs to be played mm-hmm. once a day in the in the kardashian home <laughs> yeah. it's like behold your future my friends it's coming for behold. you you know it's coming mm-hmm. for you the, the ides of march they call for thee mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so that stood out to me i also so i'm I, the only thing that, that i remembered about it, aside from it being gross was the sort of sexual point of view of it which was mm-hmm. like we're gonna go to this campsite and we're all gonna fuck damn it uh, mm-hmm. Except, and they kept making jokes about the two guys who didn't have girlfriends, how they were a couple too, because everyone had to be a couple. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I kept. So I was watching this, of course, through the lens of like, why did Maggie pick this? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's interesting to hear you describe it as, uh, like you know, this is your way of not experiencing what the rest of your classmates was, were experiencing. Yeah. So like you're, so like out of this. I'm that guy. Yeah, you're that weird guy with the hat. Yeah. You're the guy with the hat. Yeah. You know, who's kind of a tragic Absolutely. figure with the camera. Yeah. You're the guy with the hat. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, yeah, yeah. Were you, were you like objective about your high school experience at the time? Were you like one of those like, uh, like, do you belong on uh, that Judd Apatow show everybody loves so much? Uh, that high, freaks and geeks. Do you belong on Freaks and Geeks? Are you one of those outsiders? Oh, kind of, but I my high school experience was is so unique that whenever it's it's very because I, I went to a Catholic school um, oh. in a very small town. Um, graduated with thirty kids what a from fact. the same school. It's crazy. I went to the same school that my father went to. I had the same basketball coach who coached my father. Wow. Uh, I had at one point there was thirteen different fishes in this single school system. All of my cousins, you know, all of us were fishes. We were all in the same school. I was the youngest, so generations of fishes had already <laughs> been in the school. Had swum uh, through their swum through the island halls. <laughs> yeah, had swum through. Uh, I had an aunt and an uncle who worked at the elementary school. Oh um, well, no wonder you weren't having sex then. How can yeah, you? I, well, <laughs> how can that happen? Can, I mean, no one. Would, well, that's the other thing is like kids were, but we also weren't. We were right. so put under this microscope. Yes. Like my best friend started dating someone in in um, high school, and they used to hang out before class in their car, and like they got pulled into the principal's office and accused of like having sex before class oh, ma- at school. Which now you could sue Accused? like a prince. Yes, yes. For what? Like what? On what basis? On on no basis. What? On people thinking that my friend was like, you know, like uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just like they didn't catch I him. Don't know. They didn't catch him doing anything, right? No, they Ugh. just like spent time alone, and you know, and sometimes they'd it's be exhausting. late for class. It's exhausting. <laughs> Catholic schools, uh, and I say this as a person of faith. Catholic schools mm-hmm. seem to generate more often the thing that they want to prevent than anything else. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. But that's, that's. I mean, and that's my outside observation. I never went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. They really seem to create that. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Something. Something about it's not working. Yeah. Something about Catholic and I school mean, doesn't work uh, together. I have a few ideas, but sure, again, sure, that's, sure. Not, that's another, right, right. another podcast. Right, right, right. Um, but all to say that. Uh, so, you know, my my class, there were, we were so small that by the time we hit our second year of high school, 
every single clique had been demolished and every party, everyone was invited. It was a very like, no, 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 we're going to stop this bullshit. Like, we are all going to be friends. We, you know, only have two years left together. So let's like, sing and from all then two on, of them. Let's yes, yes, let's <laughs> fucking sing. So we were known as like the hippie class yeah, yeah. that like all loved each other that yeah. would like you know that really took care of each other that like didn't have any uh any real clicks uh all like the so me being like an uncool kid didn't matter because we were all at the same you got away with party it. You, you got know? away with it yeah you didn't yeah yeah so did you f- I, I know these are kind of lurid questions and I'm, i don't mean them to be so I, it, you can tell me no if it's, not at all so <laughs> it, were you like did you feel a need to like i'm gonna go have sex in these situations no. okay so you never felt that kind of pressure no no never and i also didn't re- like like i you know one no one in my hometown wanted to date me <laughs> two uh Is, did they think you were weird is that the deal Yes, I was weird. <laughs> but also, I think people just knowing you since you're a kid. Yeah, it's hard, hard, just to, like, hard to grow up and then suddenly yeah. be like, now she's pretty or whatever. Right. Yeah. It kind of erased a lot of that in our class. So yeah, yeah. It, there was a lot more like brotherly sister love. Um I was also like second cousins with a lot of kids in my class, so it was like a lot of us are literally related. Right. It's definitely a uh, it's definitely a school of fish in there for you. That's the other problem with it. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, yeah. if you ever write the movie about this, there's your title. You're welcome. School of fish. Yeah. yeah. School of fish. Uh, but I mean, you know, whenever like one time. The one person I dated was a new kid. Yeah. Uh, and I all but bullied him into being my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> because we were date friends. You just stop hitting me. Because <laughs> I, I, at the time, I was so desperate. And we were friends. So I was like, what? You know, we're friends. Let's just do it. You know, what? Right. what is there to lose? What is there to lose? We dated for four days and we were both like oh man yeah yeah we're just friends yeah <laughs> that happens though up. that really happens yeah. at that age where you're just like we're gonna try yeah. this dating word out and see if the word applies to us and it doesn't yeah and it, it just doesn't. doesn't and you know and so few opportunities like no one's visiting the town right. no one's choosing to come to the catholic school right. when there's a giant public school next door that we're borrowing their football field anyway. And that's basically a so. Bakken orgy over there anyway. So like, why would you come? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, do you, so I hope you don't mind. I, I'd like to transition into the other movie just, yes. just for time. Yes. Uh, but, Absolutely. but I think these conversations are going to bleed over by the way. I think we're going to keep talking about I, it. Uh, I agree. So the movie I picked uh, mm-hmm. was Can't Hardly Wait. The ah! <laughs> I know. This movie yeah. came out in 1998 and was about graduating mm-hmm. high school in Orange County mm-hmm. the year that I graduated high school <gasps> in Orange County. Ah! Yeah, it's literally... And it, oh. I have to tell you, Maggie, it does mm-hmm. summarize the time. It does feel like how it felt yeah. at that time. Uh, wow. It does. Now, it's still mm-hmm. a movie, but, there were, right. but nothing about it felt offensive when it came out. It felt like, what a great movie. Yeah. This is how it is. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot that I see in it. I, as someone who, again, like for the reasons we just discussed, yeah. had a lot of male friends sure. in high school. Sure. Uh, the friendship between 
the two, I was like, damn, for the time, I can see why this was like felt kind of important. Oh, yeah. Like at the end, they're just like. It did. That, yeah. It yeah. did. So, so for everybody, mm-hmm. anybody who hasn't seen it, it's a teen, it's it's just a teen comedy. <laughs> Uh, oh. It's it's basically about a party the night of graduation, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sort of it's all. <laughs> if it was done well, it'd be like a, a, a like an Altman film uh, mm-hmm. because it just sort of passes through a bunch of different people's lives, and they all yeah. are trying to get something out of this party, right? And then you just sort of follow and see: do they achieve their objective? And. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main things that everybody remembers are that Jennifer Love Hewitt is the big actress in it. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. it was one of her big first roles. Uh, right. I mean, she was on TV, but it was like in movies, it was the beginning of her mm-hmm. big movie career. Uh, and she was the love interest in it. And then Ethan Embry, who very famously was in Empire mm-hmm. Records as the, ah, as the yes. kid who loves Guar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Preston, I want to say. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh-huh. The kid who loves Guar is the sort of main love, the male. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I would say he's the protagonist of the film, although it sort of follows everybody. Um, right. And he's also, I think, the worst character in the movie. But we'll get to that in a little bit here. Yeah. Far and away yeah. the worst character. Uh, it has uh-huh. Seth Green, who is playing Seth Green. Seth Green, <laughs> Seth Green who's playing. Um, and I, I don't know how to talk about this sensitively, so I might make mistakes, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. But essentially, he's a white guy who's acting like a black guy. Which was oh yeah well he is a he is and they kind of address it they he do. is culturally appropriating yes. to not be himself it was yeah. it was a thing yeah. at the time too especially in Orange County mm-hmm. they had terms for it that I'm not going to say uh, mm-hmm. but they were said all the time in high school I probably said it in high mm-hmm. school uh, mm-hmm. and they do address it in the movie but it's also mm-hmm. not questioned it just sort of right. happens it's not the way we talk about it now as oh, in no. like in a critical no no. No, no Seth no, Green's no, no. character is what made me think about how badly aged this movie is because everything he does <laughs> is like whoa uh-huh uh, yeah. and, and I yeah. but also I think he represents earnestly the young male sexuality of that time I do think he does represent mm-hmm. how people felt back then about sex yeah I, I mean a certain there percentage of are... people you know. Right. The, the, there are the moments when, um, I mean, when he's very vulnerable, I felt like, ooh, that rings very true to me, at, you know, as yeah. someone at that age. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's really dumb, but it does, it has a few sincere moments that still kind of work. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah, when, he, yeah. when he connects to Lauren Ambrose, who, by the way, later on went to play Claire in Six Feet Under, and she is mm-hmm. magnificent in that show Mm -hmm. just astounding in it she plays Mm -hmm. a sort of jaded uh a jaded high school senior never was really included so she's sort of bitter at everybody which is a type Mm -hmm. a very 90s type yeah uh Mm -hmm. who then sort of calls him on his bullshit and then they connect and they end up being the equivalent of maggie's bullied boyfriend (laughs) for the rest of the movie Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's that story. And then I think my favorite story that was also good at the time, but has I still mm-hmm. like it more, is the kid from Hook, Jack from Hook, uh, is the nerd who's uh-huh. going to take revenge on the lead jock. Yes! 
And yeah. so to do that, he's going to infiltrate the party and then get the lead junk mm-hmm. to come chasing after him and his nerd friends are going to pull some prank. That's the theory. Instead, what right. happens is he joins the party and he ends up making a bunch of friends and everybody yeah. fucking loves him. And he has the night of his life and bonds with the, uh, yeah. with the, the lead junk. And it's awesome. Uh, yeah. did you, well, did that, you think it was awesome? Did you like that when you I watched thought it? I it was awesome. I yeah. loved that part. And also, again, like, say, that kind of was my experience of high mm-hmm. school. Like, the yeah. stereotypical, like, jo- like, it kind of, you know, parting together did actually fizzle out all of those, like, weird oh, yeah. divides. Because kind of like, oh, no, we're just having fun. Right. I'm so yeah. glad you said that because grad <laughs> night, did you, did you guys have grad night? Do you know what that is? Yes, so grad yeah, night, yeah. if you guys go to some school or never went to school where you had this. So grad night is a party that the school slash uh, student body will put on to mm-hmm. like for graduation. Right. And like every year, it, yeah. it, like so my school, we had like a weird uh, gambling thing, like a like a mm-hmm. like a Vegas casino type thing. And it's an overnight yeah. party. And mm-hmm. this movie captures exactly what that was like. Like it captures mm-hmm. exactly what it was like <laughs> because you realize at that party, you're like everything that I've invested 18 years of my life is now over. And you realize I never mm-hmm. talked to that person. And like, I don't know why I never, I was never friends mm-hmm. with this person and I don't know why it didn't matter. There was a, yeah. there was a girl there at, at high school who hated my guts Hated my guts uh, because you yeah. can imagine how Maggie, uh, I could be an argumentative type of person. Oh, oh, I can. You can. So uh-huh. in high school, I, I was it. a lot more of a, a self righteous slash I'm much smarter than you and here it comes type of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've hopefully uh-huh. learned since then not to be that way. We all have our defenses. <laughs> yes, thank you. At that age, especially. Thank you. So oh I clobbered her in something. I don't remember what it was. I don't even remember what the, yeah. the key ingredient was. And mm-hmm. she. Uh, spent the next like year and a half just making a massive scene all the time in class mm. about this, right? It just happened over oh, and over wow. and over. And I'm not being yeah. dramatic. She she was yeah, she was really you. nasty mm-hmm. about it. And the teachers never fucking did anything, which was like, can you step in? Like they never did. Yeah. Then came mm-hmm. grad night. At mm-hmm. grad night, oh, we ended up sitting next to each other on something. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then we just talked for a minute and we just we ended up hanging out for like an hour. And it was this whole Whoa. I know, and it's this whole thing where it was yeah. like, why did we do that? Why did we get into this yeah. thing? And yeah. uh there was no good reason for either of us. <laughs> and I left mm-hmm. feeling like, man, I really missed out on a friend that I could have had. Uh that's mm-hmm. really dumb and weird that I did that. Um mm, Yeah. So that that's the thing about the movie that I like still that it kind of captures mm-hmm. the everything's falling apart and mm-hmm. uh, we have one more night to sort of go yay high school but that night and yeah. that a night inevitably is sort of anti high school you know what I mean it's just sort right, of like because it's like oh wait we're people yeah right, like yeah. you're only uncool yeah. because we've thought that for for eighteen years like at this point mm-hmm. it's probably based on a thing you did ten mm-hmm. years ago that doesn't matter. <laughs> You know, uh, so that about it, I really like, uh, Ethan Emery's character (laughs) in this movie, just the entitlement of thinking that this woman (laughs) 
needs uh-huh. to hear from him. Like, I really feel bad about Jennifer, like for Jennifer Love Hewitt when I watch this movie, because her character yeah. gets treated like dog shit. The whole yeah. movie, she gets treated very yeah. badly. Yeah. And nobody, including the filmmakers, seems to think they need to make that right. They're just sort of like, yeah, that's high school. Yeah, it is weird. I do remember her having a monologue where I felt like she at least got got to speak a little bit to that. I forgot exactly. A bit. Which I think it's yeah. towards the end. A little, yeah, bit. a little bit. It definitely didn't go as far, but that moment I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's... Yeah, like I, I felt her frustration, even though it wasn't accurately addressed. I felt like I was able to empathize with her. I just, oh, I think you're supposed you know? to, but I, I just yeah, didn't yeah. think that people would do what they did to her. <laughs> like I, yeah, I just didn't yeah. believe that. Yes, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that seemed like, like I get that it's the end of high school, so people sort of, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't retreat to their normal boundaries, but like mm-hmm. everybody's treating her like shit. And, yeah. and nobody, yeah. nobody cares. Like, she has no friends uh-huh. here. Uh, and yeah. that's very also, weird. her friend group, it was very weird. Her friend group is weird. Because I remember her, there's a scene where she, like, goes to them. Yes. And they're kind of treating her like shit. And she's also, like, rolling her yes. eyes and being... Uh, and the group of women is incredible because they're all, like, famous actors yes, now. They who are. are, like, incredible. Yes. It's, it's wild yeah. to watch this movie for... The actors who are in it. It's um, a really great mm. cast. Like a really it's great, great cast. cast. Yeah, yeah. Amazing yeah. cast. Um, but that was a moment where I was like, that is weird because not only is it so not my experience, you know, because right. no one treated each other, especially the women in, you know, obviously we had our tips and divides and, you know, there are aspects of young womanhood that are terrible. We do treat each other terrible. I've seen Mean Girls. Uh, but it's never, I, yes. Uh, but it's never specifically right. like that, where she's coming, like, usually we're the ones that are over-hyping each other. So that was weird. I was like, wait, why don't they even kind of like each other? And there are bits and pieces yeah. like that, that, like, even though people are friends, there's still kind of, like, a backhandedness to it that felt fake. Uh, odd. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's sort of like everybody among the regal class at this school, uh, mm. they're mm-hmm. all assholes. Like they just like none yeah. of them have any substance to them, um, mm-hmm. and I you know I understand that movies uh, have always been ner- nerds are better than bullies. Like that's always mo- that's every movie ever, and this movie is a little less a little less mean spirited toward jocks. Not that I'm saying jocks need pity. I'm just <laughs> saying I, I don't I don't want on my tombstone that I'm out here defending jocks. That's not what I want. Hmm, okay, well, uh, should I you rate cuz I had an order to buy your tombstone and it said jocks for life. Oh my so God. <laughs> we have really progressed as friends. <laughs> I'm ordering you, your you tombstone. Be like, I think I'm just going to mm-hmm. save him a little time. Save yeah. him a little post Take a wild swing that does not (laughs) align with your values. (laughs) Skip his family, too. His family Uh doesn't need to know. Tombstone-wise. Anyway, I'm definitely not saying that jocks need to be defended. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that 
uh, most movies treat them like they're like cutthroat Hollywood executives. Yes. And not like they're people who <laughs> yes. care. Yes. About their friend, <laughs> at least, at least their friends, you know? Yeah. Well, like I was saying that, you know, growing up again, small, small high school, uh, there was a lot of, you know, double duty. Like I was a theater kid, but I was also, you know, I had, I was a three sport athlete. Uh, so Ooh. yeah, the, the lines were blurred. No, the strict jocks were also like the class class, you know, everyone was pulling double <laughs> duty here. So you, uh, yeah. So your school, so you didn't have to like Mrs. Doubtfire this problem. No. You didn't have to like go in disguise <laughs> yeah. to fit in to the two different groups. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually, I, I was the lead in a play finally, uh, my senior year and, uh, in the same gym, half the gym was being used for my basketball team to practice and the other half was my theater like uh, oh my god rehearsal were, yeah yeah uh, you're like high school Bo Jackson you're like yeah, Bo Jackson yeah. you, you have to do like all the jobs yeah uh, and be the best at all of them I mean you know that's uh, that's what led me to be the overachiever that I am today so <laughs> if only the audience could see your glasses I know <laughs> And know right. what you have accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but the thing, the reason that I picked this movie and that I, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it with you is Seth Green's character. Yes. Uh, which, yes. We, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but like mm-hmm. uh, the thing that I feel like just has to be talked about is like, so everything he does is offensive. And yet at the time in 1998, mm-hmm. nobody thought that was, uh, everybody thought that was a pretty accurate parody. Right, it was definitely right. a joke. It wasn't. It wasn't to be treated like this guy has got it all figured out. Right, but right. It, but it also wasn't like an egregious thing to put in a movie at all. Which right. now is like, oh, you can't have that. No matter yeah. how many callouts you do. But the Can other I, thing is like, uh-huh. oh, I'm sorry. Please, no, Maggie. Please. Oh no, I was just gonna just uh, a side note. The first um, thing that I ever auditioned for in LA uh, mm. was a Wayne's Brothers film that had a female character that was exact yes copy and paste uh this Seth oh Green character God. yes yes uh Maggie, yes I would have paid I would have paid many American dollars <laughs> to see you play that role you across know, from Marlon Wayans I I had fun prepping for the role like it it wow. felt wrong and I knew I wasn't gonna get cast because I it was you know my first audition in LA and it was like you know um and I figured I'd probably have to turn it down for, you know, my my morals if morals, I, if I right. got it. But uh, it was pretty wild to be like, whoa, yeah, in the year of our Lord, <laughs> whatever it was, um, this is a real audition that I'm reading uh, and expected I, to, yeah. you know, so. Did that movie ever come out? Did that movie ever get, get Yes. Made? I think it's uh, it's a Fifty Shades parody um, that I don't think oh, anyone God. saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Fifty yeah. Shades is already a parody. I know. We don't need. I know. We don't need to make fun of it. No. Uh, anyway. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I, I'm not here to judge Fifty Shades. I'm sure Fifty Shades is going to come up at, at some other point in our conversations. Maybe. Oh, I, I hope. Just have a, I have a feel. Oh, I think it's not impossible. Wait maybe. till I make you read Twilight. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Maggie, I'm so glad that you said that because hmm. Dave and I are going to launch a podcast <gasps> about Twilight next are week. You really- <laughs> Are you yes. kidding me? Yeah. Oh my lord! You yeah. have to have me on to have my perspective <laughs> from the time as a teenage girl reading that in the time. Uh, well, that is that does sound wonderful, and maybe yes. we will do that. The, but the plan is mm-hmm. for just 
us two goblins to sit there and watch Twilight for the first time and then have a talk because we're the wrong <gasps> oh, people to watch it. Yes, That's the yes. plan. That's the plan. Oh, anyway, mm-hmm. total sidetrack. Yes. Uh, okay, the reason I care about Seth Green, because I, I, I don't want this episode to be uh, an eternity in the poor audience's ears. Uh, the reason I care about Seth Green is that he represents a really interesting problem, which is uh, he ends up pairing up with Lauren Ambrose's character, who uh, is amazing, mm-hmm. right? Like Lauren yes. Ambrose is, is is like such a '90s person uh-huh. in that movie, yeah. and also definitely a person I know. Like, there's a specific human being I know mm-hmm. who's exactly like her character mm-hmm. in that movie. Yes, uh, so that alone makes it worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. But um, the other equally fascinating thing about it <laughs> is that they end up hooking up in a bathroom, and like, can you really fathom that happening? <laughs> like, can you see that happening at all? Do I believe them copulating in a bathroom? I, yeah. well, I guess my question is: did did you have like did your high school have any love stories like this? You know, where it's like old flames. Hooking up for the last time. I don't know what old flame fucking means in high school. <laughs> like, I have no idea what that means. That's true. That's uh, true. But it is. But I think you asked exactly the right question about this, which is mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute. Like, what is this? Like, uh, people from two different walks of life who have this history together meet and connect thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what is that thing? That doesn't feel like a real romance to me. Does that feel like real to you? It doesn't. However, uh, again, coming, uh, there's about, um, I think there's exactly five couples that dated in high school that are married and have children from my small, like 30 kid class. So uh, that's a lot of them. It's that's like a third. It's right. It's, it's, it's a crazy amount. And, and, uh, and part of me is like, it feels similar in a way like i don't know like sure. and they're happy and they have kids you know and they're and they i guess you know they just worked you know when they were young and they you know grew up together as they got married i but, i don't know but that's the the well but that's the opposite story of this right like this is a thing i can believe if they met again when they were yeah. like 35 like they're thirty five. It's like, yo, what yeah. the fuck, bro? Yeah. You were doing this whole thing in high school, and like, I know who you are because, like, I watched you bathe when we were three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, I could believe more easily because in the longer arc of your life, there's more movements. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the in the symphony of your time on this planet, there are uh, more movements mm-hmm. when you're by that age. But like, I have a hard mm-hmm. time believing it in high school because it's just too much of the veil dropped. Right. You know what I mean? Like too too yeah. much of the listen, man, all this is fake. You know, like <laughs> you're just a girl uh-huh. in a bathroom and I'm just a guy in a bathroom and yeah. like why don't we like, just we got fuck. <laughs> Let's just fuck. Have also, sex in a bathroom it? is chill negative, right? Can we agree that's chill negative? What's chill negative mean? That's a cool T- phrase. Tes- oh, it tests negative for chill. If you test it, it, oh, it does negative, negative for, for chill. Oh, it's chill yeah. Negative. Um, that's a th- I'm sorry. That's like an old joke for me. I've been doing that. Oh, great. Well, I guess they'll have to save that for the sex in the bathroom this, this episode. Sex, we'll we'll save it for the the mushroom trip episode because. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! You just Adam dropped. Just 
jumped out of his chair. I did. You just dropped such a such a tease right there. Ooh. Oh my god! Can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Wow, makes it makes it worth all the trouble we've had recording. Uh, I, I spo- mean. Spoilers for the audience. Uh, yeah. Okay. Behind so the scenes, uh, spoilers. <laughs> so okay, the only reason I care about this thing though with, with Seth and Lauren is not to dispute love doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, as though I'm the fucking expert on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more to say that like I am fascinated by like high school movies are always wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. They're always wish fulfillment, always. and they're also yes. always like uh, they're a little nostalgic, but also a little bit like I'm going to correct what happened in high school. Mm. They're always a course correction mm-hmm. for high school. They're never yeah. what high school is. Right. They're always like, let's fix high school. It'd be cool if we fixed it this way. Yeah, like a retrospect. Like it is people in their 30s writing this, thinking about. Easily. Yeah. yeah, thinking about their experience. Um, in a, yeah, in a way that's not, um, it's almost like they don't want to put themselves back in, in those shoes. They, yeah, it's they want to course true. And yet the Seth Green, Lauren Ambrose romance is the most uh, idealistic idea of romance mm-hmm. I've seen in a movie in a very long time mm. and, uh, because it so uh, assumes mm-hmm. that everything that people put on themselves is a surface and right. beneath that is like sort of a core human being and you can drop that just like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would I would argue that the times we're living in now, Maggie, are are an argument to the opposite effect. That we're Ooh. a lot more we're a lot more stained by our context than we like to believe that we are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Stained is maybe a harsh word. We're a lot more influenced, mm-hmm. I suppose. You know, I like stained. I like dr- I like the dramatics of it. <laughs> also, stained was about one year from being able to be in this playlist for this movie. By the way. <laughs> Damn. It's like one year before. Yeah, uh-huh. you like yeah, that yeah, shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stained is horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I, to, as a as an almost 40-year-old male now, looking back at Seth Green and like what he's trying to do, uh, the delusion of it is the thing that is like the most upsetting about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not the delusion of like, I'm going to have sex with a woman tonight. Like uh, mm-hmm. many men have set out on that hero's journey right. uh, <laughs> and succeeded or failed. It's more that uh, I believe that he needs a sort of a thick layer of self-deception mm-hmm. to engage in dating at all because he's afraid of where he actually fits into uh, the dating, uh, like the, the sawmill of dating, right? <laughs> like you're matched up with this person and you're matched up with that person. Mm-hmm. And like the movie is a little gentle with him about it, like much more gentle with him than with her. Right. Uh, because men don't want to know where they actually fit in unless where they fit in is like the Jude law tier or above, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to know that we, we mm-hmm. like, please don't tell me, please don't quantify my looks. Uh, unless I'm at least an eight, you wow. know. What I mean? Like, please, wow. please don't. Right. Please, I, I, I right. believe that. I, I mean, I'm, there's gonna be some confident dude out there who's gonna, you know, mm-hmm. slice me with his fucking abs <laughs> in the comments and just be like, uh, I'm, I'm totally comfortable. Yeah, fuck you. Then why do you have those abs, bro? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. I, I believe mm-hmm. it's. I believe men don't want to know that, uh, and so we've created all these like uh, layers of deception. Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, trick ourselves and ideally women into <laughs> believing those things don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I remember like 
I think I've said this, but for a very for all of my middle school years in the first early bits of high school, I was very unattractive. Um, but oh, I yeah. grew into myself, became yeah. attractive. Uh, real butterfly, real butterfly situation. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, very much so. Uh, but then even afterwards, the the only men that would you know make it clear that they were interested in me were people. Yeah. I mean, not that I even believe in leagues, but it was like leagues, people no. that, yeah, Leagues. like yes. I mean, and they were like my friends because we were all friends. But it was like, but that made it even weirder. It's like, why are you at really? Why are you asking me out? Like, it mm. is because you think that I am cooler than you, even though I don't think I am. You think I am, and so that's the only reason, honestly, that you're pursuing me is because right. you do think that I'm some. You know, like this this amount of hot plus that amount of fun. Yes, yes, you know, yeah. Equals, right, yeah. equals, like the math equation equals I deserve to be with a Maggie. Right, I, I right. get one Maggie. Equals, well, like, you know, if I hold up a sign at her soccer game, she'll she'll love it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, like I don't know what game. to tell you, dude. <laughs> Not to be forward, but Not will to- you score with me tonight? You know, like, <laughs> there's a soccer sign for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You said it exactly right, though. I, I, and like, I don't want to pretend like men are the only people doing this. I just know oh, that no, men women are doing do. it. I, I was also doing it to yeah. men, yeah. or at least testing, like, where do I fit, actually? So, oh, you yeah. Know. There's also a lot of men in the world, uh, and I would, I think I might include myself in this, who sort of uh, f- somewhere in their hearts believe, like, I could actually just force my way into a league I don't belong in. Like I like mm-hmm. I can do thing I could I could achieve a great thing or I can trick someone with my uh my mystery shroud of personality or talents or whatever mm-hmm. into thinking like oh maybe he is a 7. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> men think that. I'm telling you right now oh. men think that. Isn't that amazing? Oh that's uh, amazing. Also high school is so good at being the very last time that this like caste system that is our existence mm-hmm. uh, is based entirely on fiction, which is why we're so comfortable commenting on it. Whereas yeah. the caste system stays in place after this. Right. And is rooted in like things totally, I mean, it's already out of your control, but like yes. economically, that yes. is like what is going to determine the sure. rest of your, you know, um, Trajectory. Like, your, like your romantic trajectory. If, yeah, if by romantic yeah. trajectory we mean uh, looks, you know, right, like, like, right. like looks, mm-hmm. and also in some to some degrees just socio socioeconomic pairings, because mm-hmm, those are the two mm-hmm. things that feel like they're mostly determined by stuff out of your control plus business. Definitely, yeah. You know, like. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we could go on and on about that, but I feel like maybe the audience has, has heard enough. So, uh, yeah. Maggie, uh-huh. do you mind if I tie this together? I'm going to tie this all together. Adam, I would love nothing more than for you to <laughs> to somehow, out of the blue, tie both films together <laughs> with some magical story. Get out of here, Maggie. Get right out of here. So... This is how the audience knows we had recording trouble because we got we this piece before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, now I, she has to pretend to be surprised. And she bailed on the bit altogether, which I appreciate because <laughs> I would have too. No, so mm-hmm. uh, 
So the reason I love that you picked House of Wax was because you, what year were you in high school when that came out? Do you mind saying like roughly? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I it came out in two thousand five, right? Right. That's, that was yeah. That was that was the time. So you were in, but you're somewhere in high school in that in that time period. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in two thousand five, Adam Ganser. <laughs> is mm-hmm. faux hawking his way in a members only jacket through all the dance rock scenes you can imagine with <gasps> yes uh-huh. i'm doing that yes uh, a thing that you and i will are destined to talk about some more oh, I can't with wait. the only woman who i would say uh i had feelings bordering on love for the only one this oh. one Oh, Adam. <laughs> she cared more about this the first time. I just want you to know. <laughs> I know I did. No, I'm like, okay, but, uh, but no, I you're did. like, oh, what am I going to do? I love I her slubs. So uh, her name, I, I, I believe we settled on Shannon was the name of this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used to do, uh, I used to go to <laughs> several different dance events with her a week. She mm-hmm. was like, she dance was what she loved. And uh, so we would go to like these clubs in LA and do dancing there. And we would go to like these. She used to love fucking country western dancing, which was a thing at the time. Like swing dancing. Swing dancing was a thing at the time. And we were doing a lot of swing dancing. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was not country western. It was just in a country western bar. I I Uh, get him mixed up. So we used to do swing dancing shit. Anyway, so like one, like probably the night that things got closest to ever being something with Mm -hmm. her, we got a little drunk at this club and we're like let's get breakfast like for dinner at like uh-huh. three in the morning or whatever right Lovely. so we like we're driving you know not we're not we shouldn't be driving but we're driving down sunset boulevard because we're in our early 20s and dopes and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and we land we just pick a restaurant at random some mm-hmm. weird palatial restaurant off of sunset boulevard so we pile into some booth and it's like pretty nice mm-hmm. and we're being loud assholes and uh, we hear this shush, mm-hmm. Maggie. We heard a shush. <gasps> okay. And we look over, and uh-huh. the person shushing us was Paris Hilton. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and she was I making out. Her- she. She was making out with a person from, I believe it was Backstreet Boys. It was one of the Backstreet Boys. She was. She I need you to know the that was happening. Boy yeah, it was happening. In that I see time, it. oh my I god, I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. She, mm-hmm. by the way, she was wearing a yellow, like a she was wearing a lime green, like form fitting dress, which only existed in oh. that time period when, like, all those. Uh-huh. Remember when all those pastels came back? Yeah, yeah. She was, fucking brought them back herself she did. with that dress. Damn. She cut through our fashion mm-hmm. sense with that lime green dress like a razor blade. Mm-hmm. She looked like she glowed. Oh, I'm serious. She was whoa. very impressive looking. Uh, and we both were like, oh my God, it's Paris Hilton. And of course, we didn't talk to her because we're not maniacs. Uh, but uh, that's the moment where this this podcast comes all together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're high school in our way right to Paris Hilton mm-hmm. complaining about us. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole story, Maggie. That's I did my best. You did. I mean, it brings everything together. It also brings the time period together because that was the time. And to yeah. think that simultaneously I uh, was in high school, you know, just watching Brokeback Mountain by myself in my <laughs> portable DVD player while you were out falling in love and meeting Paris Hilton. How did you like Brokeback Mountain in 2005? I loved it, but that was like okay. one of the first like like queer pieces of cinema I had ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was big. But um Okay. 
I remember as a person who uh, it took a while to come around to healthier opinions about homosexuality because mm. I was raised in a conservative yes, home. Yes, yes. Brokeback Mountain was a very important moment for the straight white dopes like mm. me who were like, mm-hmm. well, me too. Oh, shit, this like, is like really good, I, you know? Like, so I, you know, I went to Catholic school, so I, I grew up with the, yeah. the similar um, opinions. Yeah. I think at the time, by that time, again, it was like years later from, you know, your right. high schooling that it was starting to. <laughs> years yeah, and years. years later. So many years. <laughs> decades. Um, yeah. But, you know, so it was like a little less, but it was still like one of my first like eye openers and helped me be like, oh, okay. And it's not just that, you know, if you're gay, you only have sex with men. The thing that I think really stuck right. out to me was like, oh, it is kind of like a societal thing where it's like you can assimilate and honest, you know, like that really put in perspective for me. The, yeah. Well, the fluidity of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean the, uh, like the fact that they have to sort of fold back into a regular life. Yeah. I think both actually, both the fluidity and also the, the aspect of like, Oh, like people must be in hot, people are in hiding currently. Like if they, you know, if they happen to be gay, they're probably still to this day, not actually out about it. So. Sure. Of uh course. Both of those characters. uh, I mean, we we should just do a Brokeback Mountain conversation, but both of those characters uh, have pain that is so recognizable for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, I don't have to have uh, had the same problem. Mm -hmm. As either of them to totally identify with what that problem is like. Yes. Yes. I, it's, and that's what's so powerful about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man. Uh, particularly Heath Ledger's character. Mm-hmm. Like just the pain he's going through is like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Ugh. can't can't move yeah. on from it. Well, my mags, mm. uh, we've had ourselves a time here. Yes. That was, uh, that was pretty insightful. I love learning about your... <laughs> It's like we're learning little puzzle pieces that when we fit it together, help create the full this thing. Whole this, thing. this whole thing. This whole red pestish <laughs> on this side of the call. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that feels like uh, a good time, as good a place as any, mm-hmm. Maggie, to to wrap things up. Yes. Uh, what a fun time we had, though. What? Right? What a fun time. This was great. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It, really was. Uh, it is always a good time. Ah. Yeah, so um we may or may not be uh recording a patron only episode of this Ooh. podcast Ooh. that we'll be releasing uh for those uh wonderful people mm-hmm. who uh patronize small beans. And if you have enjoyed this show and would like to receive that episode when it comes out, mm-hmm. uh you can uh, go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash small beans and uh, donate a couple of bucks if you want or if you want some of the the sweeter treats mm-hmm. uh, a couple more bucks than that <laughs> uh, and those treats will be available to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Also if you like the podcast you can go and uh, give us a, a high rating on iTunes that'd be great which will put it yeah it'll put us it'll put it in front of new uh, eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Which we will then collect uh, as our own. I was just about to make that joke. We were collecting the eyeballs to sell on the black market. So that really yes. helped the, you know, yeah. the continued we're living side in Minority hustle. Report. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the weird parts of Minority Report. Yeah. Right? It's like they're collecting eyeballs. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, so uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. Mags, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, guys, if you uh, want to hang out with me online, uh, you can follow my chaotic tweets all day long on my... Uh, yeah, they're wonderful. They're, thank you. <laughs> they're a real treat in the time of COVID-19. Uh, oh, great. Um, that, that's my goal. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's just my name, Maggie Mayfish, M-A-E, not M-A-Y. Yeah. Me, by the way, PSA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you put a lot of toot mustard on that. <laughs> you, you really slathered some toot on that um, declaration. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you can uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, we're working on a wonderful um, little series of videos called Into the Snyderverse, where we are taking a look at uh, Zack Snyder's filmography. So you got some heat on the last one. I like. I did. I mean, like, what? Uh, what other conclusion can you make with those three shot particular shots? Um. <laughs> Ole, oh, this old bear is not about to argue with Maggie because I like to win, and that's oh. not going to happen if I argue with you. Uh, so mm-hmm. I loved it. I just noticed all the heat, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, she's uh, she's bringing down the thunder for this." I really like. I that. mean, it's a, you know, it, I'm the one that can do it. I feel like. <laughs> At I least you're the one it. that's gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can take it. I, that, I agree. You're very tough. I agree. You're kind of you're thick skinned in a good way. I thank like that you. about you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so again, a big thank you to everybody who voted on the poll mm-hmm. that produced this episode. We will have another poll that we will have up for I, I want to say about a week uh, to select the next episode that will be for all of you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So feel free to check that out again on patreoncom forward slash small beans. Mm-hmm. And Mags, yes. much love to you. Thank you. Much love to you. What a pleasure. What a pleasure.